Thanks for downloading This Developer's Life. I really hope you enjoy this holiday show. And there wouldn't be one if it weren't for our sponsors. And I'd like to thank Twilio, T-W-I-L-I-O, Twilio.com. Go check them out. If you need voice or SMS for your application, Twilio.com's got you covered. In addition, Sublime SVN. Go check them out at SublimeSVN.com. It's a subversion server for Windows. And it's all web-based. It does all kinds of groovy things like automated backups, email, RSS, user groups. And it's insanely easy to use. So if your organization uses Subversion, go check out Sublime SVN. All right, on with the show. At any given moment, how many things are you thinking about? Maybe work, something at home with a family or friends, what you're going to do that night, where you parked your car, what you're going to eat for lunch, what you're going to make for dinner, whether you should go on a diet, maybe go to the gym, maybe where you're going to go for the holidays, who you're going to see, what gifts you're going to give, what gifts you're going to get on and on. It's safe to say that our brains tend to get packed, full of noise, and occasionally we get times to relax, such as the holidays, like right now. Maybe you're sitting there driving along in your car, you got your headphones on, you're listening to this podcast, and you're thinking, man, I really just need to unplug, I need to unwind, disconnect, turn those voices down. Well, good for you, because that is what this show is all about. It's about disconnecting, trying to get away from the noise. And we have two storytellers today, and it's just me and Scott. You get to follow us. Scott gets to do something really cool and fun. He's going to Disneyland. You might think, hey man, that is not exactly the place to get away from the noise. But when you're with your family and smiling in the Los Angeles sun in the middle of winter, it's pretty, pretty neat. My wife, on the other hand, gets to go away. I get to watch the kids for a week. You can come with me as I am forced to unplug and stop working so much in order to be with my children. What ultimately ends up with my deleting my Twitter account Yes, I did. Stay with us. Daddy, Ruby's bleeding. So I run out of my office and I there's blood all over the floor. Now, it's not like pools of blood. I don't want to over-exaggerate. But there is like blood on the floor. I look down and it's like footprints of blood. There's blood everywhere. (laughs) That's me. A week ago, watching my children with my wife gone. And yeah, that really happened. My daughter had a blood blister on her ankle. And they were playing and it popped. I never saw it. I never even knew it was there. And man, I didn't know those things had that much blood. But hey, it's me, Mr. Mom, watching my kids. Bleeding! What fun! So I decided to record this last week. I was really curious what would happen with my wife being gone and the amount of work that I needed to do right before the holidays. Because, you know, everybody has to jam stuff in before they go off on vacation. And I'm planning on taking some time off. And i got to tell you, it was pretty interesting, this whole process I captured a few of the more salient moments. I'm going to play those for you here. 
But the biggest one, in my mind, was seeing blood all over the floor. My wife's not even around. Let's pick up the story from there. And my daughter sitting there, blood in her hands, blood in her foot, blood everywhere. And I'm just thinking, okay, it's time to go to the hospital. And my wife's not here. <laughs> what the f am I doing? Okay. Anyway. Well, I know a number of our listeners don't have children, and you will someday. And believe me, seeing blood anywhere near your child is probably the most traumatic thing. It'll send you right into orbit, believe me. Anyway, don't want to wish that on anyone, but let's rewind the tape a bit. That's not exactly where the story started. That was about the third day into it. So let's go back to the very, very beginning. So I'm standing here in my driveway just as my wife pulled away to go to the airport. Uh, this is going to be an interesting week for sure. And it's kind of funny as I watched her car pull away, I'm thinking to myself, can I really do this? I mean, of course I can. This isn't my first time alone with my children. Uh, the problem is that I'm really, really, really busy with work. And I'm going to have to juggle a lot. I mean, it's really hard when your spouse goes away anyway and you have two kids. you got to deal with it. But um, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to, like, disengage. Um, it's going to pull me away from work, and I need that because I work way too much. I mean, I stay downstairs. You know, my wife will have dinner ready upstairs. I'll come blasting upstairs in time to eat something and then put them to bed. And then sometimes I'm back to work again. Other times, well, maybe I'll be lucky and I don't. But this will be good. sitting at my desk. This is weird. Uh, my wife is, uh, she works at home just like I do. We both have offices here in our house. We both able to have an office and uh, she works out of the house as do I and uh, she's not here and it's it's weird because the house is always bustling with something. I mean she's moving up and down the stairs. She's seeing patients. Uh, she does acupuncture um, and there's voices always. There's some sort of activity it's either you know her or the children but it's so quiet. I'm just not used to that, but it's kind of nice. So I just checked my calendar here. I use uh, Google's calendar and it syncs with my phone. I've put in all of the times that I have to be somewhere for the kids. And my God, this is crazy. I had no idea just how much, I mean, for instance, I have, so both of them, they go to a different school. So they, they, get, they start and they get out at different times. And one of them has a short day this week and and the other one has ballet lessons and oh my god how am i gonna do this all right well it's lunchtime and i've been reasonably productive it's kind of funny i spend so much time on twitter and uh, you know reading emails and so on and i've i've had to shut it off because i know that i gotta get up at two and and get out of here and it's well it's two i'm sitting here staring at a billing system that i'm trying to fix for tech pub and I, I can't finish it. I have to walk away. And, you know, my partner, business partner, James Avery, he's uh, on Skype, and we're talking about all the things that we can do after we fix the billing system. And there's like a mountain of things, and I can't do it. I've got to get up and walk away. And I suppose that is part of the, of the deal. Whoops, slammed the door. I guess that's part of the deal. I have to be able to get up and disengage. So anyway, I'm, I'm talking as I'm walking here because I've got to go. I'm already late.
I like to think of myself as an optimistic person. And, well, you know, I went into this week thinking, this will be pretty easy. It'll be kind of cool to get to hang with my kids a little bit more, disengage from work. You know, I'll just have to adjust. And wow, that last part, I'll just have to adjust. (laughs) Well, it's not all that simple. I own a business that I have to maintain. I also have to do this podcast, which I very much enjoy. And I have a couple contracts on the side. Just turning off isn't that easy. The good news is that within no time, I'm reminded of why I am doing this. Down. You know, it happens to me all the time, too. Okay, well, we're out in the backyard. We're playing. This is fun. I can't lie and tell you that I don't think I have tons of stuff to do, but... But is that some kind of, like, fort? Or what What are we doing? What do you mean? I mean, what's this whole, like... We're giving gifts to each other, like Ruby gave me that wood full of flowers. So just to set the scene here a little bit, my kids have this ornate decoration on uh, the little deck that's right outside of our bedroom. And it's in these crazy patterns. They got banana leaves and coconut husks and all these little flowers and twigs and sticks all done up in this crazy pattern. And they've grabbed some of their little animal figures and arranged them just so into like little beds and I don't know, like little buildings and stuff. And it's this whole big thing they've whipped out of nowhere within minutes. No, I just gave her um, the wood and the flowers all separated. That's very nice. I see you got your pants back up. (laughs) (laughs) Next time my pants fall down, even when I'm like all the way over, over there by Pua, when she got dead. Who is is the cat that we had that got run over by a car that we buried in our backyard. (laughs) My sensitive sweet daughter. Oh. (laughs) I got this. Oh. But that's that's like a really cool coconut husk. You found that over by by Pua. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. And what are you doing with it? Whenever I run back, my pants fall down up to here. What if it's Pua's ghost pulling your pants down? No! <laughs> uh, yeah. What billing system? You guys see how much it's raining outside? I can see the road, but it's like, yeah, it's really good. I can see the road. It's like a, a haze or, a, or like a fog. It's covering the surface of the road. It's just splashing water. And I'm driving at night. I don't normally drive at night. I, there's no street lights here, so it's pitch black. It is really loud. Now it's coming down again. Wow, man. It's really trippy seeing it on the road. 
So, what do you think, Ribs? In case you're wondering, don't worry, I had my recorder sitting right next to me. I wasn't holding it, so I wasn't in any danger, but boy, that rainstorm was insane. I live on the north side of Kauai, which is an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean in the state of Hawaii, and it rains here an awful lot. In fact, we hold the record for most rainfall anywhere. It's the wettest place in the world. When it rains, man, my kids love it. And we go outside, or they go outside sometimes in their bathing suits and just run around. Well, this happened to be a tropical storm with lots of thunder and lightning. So it was, it was pretty fun to, to experience that with my kids. But right before the storm hit, we had a period of calm. And it was great because, well, I got to go out and experience the coastline in a way that I haven't in a really long time. I'm here at the Kilauea Lighthouse. So I have an hour to kill. My kids are at an art class uh, that they take after school one day a week. So I have an hour to kill. And this is hard, because I'm used to working. I'm not used to just stopping in the middle of the day, and it's frustrating, but I'm trying to fill it with something. And I remember just sitting there trying to think of what to do. It's a whole hour plus that I have to wait. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm stressing out, thinking, like, i got to go back, and uh, i got to go back at like four or something, and then work until five something, and then they gotta make dinner. That's not easy, but I'll tell you what, sitting here, looking at the blue ocean, if you ever come to Kauai, make sure you go to Kilauea, to the lighthouse. I'm right here at the end of the road, looking over the blue water. There's no wind today, and there's whales. And there's like four or five whales. I see them cruising around out there, blowing their spouts. Feeling the sun, hearing the people quietly talk that are on vacation, not thinking about work. Sort of pulling my head out of it. It's kind of difficult. Okay, I've been here for 45 minutes. That was cool. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't even realize it. Sitting here looking at the birds. A bunch of whales come by. There's a squall that just blew through. And uh, I didn't even realize it. That's kind of fun. And now i got to go get my kids. I'm going to do this tomorrow. This is neat.
You know, one of the things I didn't expect during this whole week was just how much fun it was to pick up my kids every day. I usually drop them off at school, uh, but, you know, I'll just drive up and kind of take them in pretty early in the morning because, as I mentioned, I have work to do. But picking them up, all the parents hang out. They sit and talk to each other and say hi, get to know the moms and the dads and meet people you normally don't talk to very much. And you get to know their kids a little bit better. It's almost like a full social circle in itself, which is uh, pretty amazing given the social circle that I was about to give up. So I should probably preface this story a little bit. This week got to me, and the time that I spent at the lighthouse in particular, I went there every single day. I only recorded one day because I really just wanted to enjoy it and the feeling of the sun and the air and the waves in the middle of the day when I'm always, always working. It was, uh, it was a neat feeling to be away. And then, you know, to, to spend time with my children, of course, anytime you spend time with your children like that, it just strengthens the bond. And you kind of realize, oh my God, these kids are way bigger than I thought they were. When's the last time I checked in like this? The thing that really got me was taking them to school every day and getting to know the parents and the families that my kids spend time with every day. Well, you contrast that with what I do socially every day on Twitter, you know, or on my blog, kind of in the internet virtual landscape, if you will. And you kind of think, what, what have I traded here? And I spend a lot of time on Twitter and a lot of time it derails me completely from my work where I end up working later because I've spent more time on Twitter. I've actually lost money, literal, I can, I can tell you a dollar amount that I've lost because of Twitter. And I know a lot of people have the same kind of story. So I don't want to go off. This is my personal kind of take on what Twitter has done to me, at least here locally. And I don't know these people as well as I should. I want to know them better. I want to know my kids better. I want to go upstairs earlier. I want to stop losing money and stop losing time. Well, anyway, that led me to what happens next. I'm sitting here at my computer, and uh, I feel like I'm breaking up with a girlfriend. You know, or you know the feeling you get when you feel like a relationship is finished, and you're like, "I gotta do it. I gotta, I gotta make this phone call." I'm going to deactivate my Twitter account. I have 7,000 followers. I guess that's neat. I don't, I don't know what to think of. Okay, I'm just going to do it. Put this down right here. Look at that. There's a link right there. Deactivation. Done. No more Twitter. Wow. No more Twitter. Okay, that's <laughs> it's this the the star the sun is still out the rain is still falling there's still oxygen in the room oh my god the world didn't stop okay well let's see what happens now.
I really don't expect everyone to understand just why I deleted my account. For a lot of people, hey, Twitter works, and that's good. This is a very personal decision. I don't think it is one that everyone needs to make. But you know what? If you're having trouble connecting with your family, you find that you, you've got more time spent online worrying about things that people are thinking or doing that are hundreds or sometimes thousands of miles away from you, people that you might not even have ever met in person, you've never looked into their eyes, well, maybe you need to ask yourself, what is that worth versus the friends and family that I have around me? Again, for me, it wasn't worth it at all. And I have to tell you, I'm very much enjoying the absence of Twitter in my life. Sitting here on the road next to a beach called Middles, and it's in the middle of Hanalei Bay, and there's a reef that's about a quarter mile out where the waves break just wonderfully. And today's one of those days. you got a swell, and the wind is stopped. Water is completely glass. And I've just surfed for two and a half hours, and this is something I don't do. I mean, sometimes I'll take a lunch break, I'll come out and surf for a bit, but it's usually just 45 minutes. It's in the back of my mind the whole time. I gotta get back. You know, I gotta go work. I gotta finish that thing. And when I finish that thing, then I have another thing. There's always a thing to finish. Today, I just stayed out there. And it's, you know, one of the things that is so cool about disconnecting, especially turning off Twitter, is the voices in your head go quiet. There's nothing out there that was telling me, go, go, go. And that billing system that I've been stressing about is still not done. James doesn't care. The world's not coming to an end. I can go home and finish it. If I don't finish it today, I'll finish it tomorrow. I know that I'm really lucky to live near a beach, but I sacrificed a lot to get here because I want to be here. I'm sure that you live in a place where you want to live. If you can't get to the beach, well, hey, get on your bike. Go for a ride. Go for a long walk where there's trees. Maybe go for a walk at night under the stars. Go with your family. Go with a close friend. Maybe hang out with your cat in a quiet place. Light a fire. Read a book. There's lots of things you can do to unplug and disconnect. Scott's up next, taking one of the first vacations he's had in years. The family, off to Disneyland, unplug and disconnect. This week on uh, This Developer's Life, the audio will be a little bit more gorilla as I'm recording portably. 
I'm trying to disconnect. We're going to go to Disneyland, and uh, I'm going to try to not be on Twitter and not be on email and not check my email constantly. It's, uh, it's a little chaotic over here, and uh, the idea was that I would pay a little bit more attention to the kids and a little bit more, less attention to, uh, to work. I don't know if you can hear the kids in the background. I think that the pirates are fighting the ninjas or the ninjas are fighting the pirates or something. But uh, we need a vacation. So we're going on vacation. This is the first vacation in a couple of years. Last vacation was Africa, I think, two years ago, three years ago. And my wife, uh, Mo, says that um, I'm just too connected. I'm uh, paying too much attention to the computer and too little attention to the kids. So I'm going to try to explore this addiction. And we're going to start by exploring it in Disneyland. Disneyland, on the terrace, having lunch in, uh, where are we? We're Tomorrowland. How are you, Mommy? Good. Mouth is full, but other than that, doing all right. I've decided, I just had a moment of, of uh, zen, Mommy. I don't ever want to work again. Is that okay? <laughs> That's great. Where's our pot of gold that'll facilitate that? <laughs> so you're fully supportive of me never working again. Can we stay at Disneyland always? Let's do it. <laughs> We can move in with Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> I want to live in Mickey's house. I want to live in Mickey's house with Mickey. Where do you want to live? I want to live in Minnie Mouse's house. Minnie Mouse's house? Uh-huh. Do you want Daddy to never work again? Mm-mm. Hey, what, what do I do? What is my job? To sing. To sing? <laughs> yes. Okay, is that what I do every day in my office? Yes. All right, goodbye. Guide you to strength to It seemed to me that Disneyland was about as disconnected as we could get. Um, it's disconnected from reality, it's disconnected from the internet, and it's uh, a total fantasy world. It's completely not our house. It's not our office. And by going to Disneyland, that would let me disconnect and the boys get disconnect from school and the wife not have to think about uh, maintaining a house and the hard work that she does. We would just disappear. Distracted by you Looking back at me like you do I've got you distracted How 
So we're back, we're back from Disneyland, and I thought it went okay. It went well. I, uh, I left my phone a couple of times. I just left it. It was just easier. Um, you know, if, you're, if you've got a drug and you can't get to the drug, leave the drug or don't make it available to yourself. That seems to be a reasonable, uh, reasonable thing to do. Uh, the wife was reasonably happy with the way that things went. And I actually sat down with her, and Test. we did a post-mortem. Test. How did the trip go? <laughs> Are you done? No, it has to be, like, in your face. It's a sign. No, like I'm telling you. Oh, okay. I've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just be... Can you and Rob do a show the problems of, of recording with the spouse? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the part where you tell me how to record? That's right. Are you busy? You have somewhere to go? You just looked at your watch. Yes. Where are you going? <laughs> I want to move on to other things. Can we do this? Are we on? <laughs> yes. Tell me what I'm recording. <laughs> All right. How come you're always mad at me when you talk about uh, stop tweeting? You know you tweet like way too much, right? I mean, what, what, is, how, what is too much though? Well, I'm sorry. You sneeze. Achoo! Just sneezed. Let the world know. Way too much. Over the top. What what is a reasonable amount of tweeting? Well, for heaven's sake, have something of value to add to the life of people, right? I don't know that they need to know that. You know, wife made mac and cheese again. You know, have you ever read my Twitter? No. So you know that I don't talk about those things. Most of the time you don't, right? That's true. Do you, do you think that I have a trouble with disconnecting? And if so, uh, tell me a story about me, me not disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think you're working at it, right? Because we've, we've thought about this and talked about it quite a bit. Um, it's a whole idea of saying when I'm with you, whoever you is, I am present and conscious with only you. I don't need to bring in other factors, other people, you know, work, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's, it's a gift. It's basically saying that you matter to me more so than anything else I could be doing. The opportunity cost of being with you is well worth it to me, right? I'm not going to care what's happening with my boss. I'm not going to care what's happening with the product we're shipping or whatever. I'm going to disengage from everything else except you. It's a nice gift. I like that. The gift of, what do you call it? The gift of? Being present in the moment with me. Sometimes you'll say things like, you know, if you cared about X, Y, Z, you'd do this. Or if you, you know, when you remember, like you you said once to me that uh, you care about, you remember things that you care about. That's deep. Make a t-shirt. Make a t-shirt? <laughs> but um, I wonder sometimes if you think that, if you, I wonder sometimes if you realize that, like you just said in the middle of your very eloquent speech, you said, disengage. And that was like a throwaway word. Like, that's easy. 
do you, do you have any trouble disengaging or not checking your email for weeks at a time? Do you have any trouble disengaging? No, but that's because I'm not as engaged as you are, right? My life is, is the exact opposite. I try to jump on the computer and the boys want to be on it too. And then it becomes this big power struggle of, you know, is mom going to be on the computer for two minutes? Where am I going to interrupt every time that, you know, every time she tries to type something out? So it's not easy for me to be on the computer or on the iPhone or whatever it is that, that you know, you might be using. Because you can say, I'm going to the office and you can close the door and you can have that private time. I don't get to do that um, by virtue of the fact that I'm at home with the boys, you know. So I'm, I'm not I'm not as connected as you are. Like half the time, I really feel like I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. And I'm always asking, what's happening in the world? You know, part of our struggle, you know, when you come home, first thing after the boys are down, I don't watch the news because I don't know what's been going on. And you're like, I've been online the whole day. I know exactly what's going on. It's, it's part of it. So I would say, no, I don't have as much trouble as you do, but that's because I'm not as engaged as you are either. If you were this engaged, would you have any trouble disengaging? I'd never allow myself to get as engaged as you are. Aha! Take that, handsome <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Do I come across as bitter? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, no, I mean, look, I, I get that it's part of the work you do, and I, I, I think there's a lot that I don't understand about... Um, I don't know, engineers as a, as a group of beings. You guys are living in a world that is uh, becomes, I don't know, maybe obsolete very quickly. You know, how long does it take a computer to come obsolete? About six months or something? Well, or a week, depending on who you ask. Or, or a week, right? So that everything is so fast. I mean, it's it's got to be new. It's got to be current. I mean, it's, 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 it's it, you know, you've got to stay on it if you don't want to get left behind by the current type of thing. Well, that's just not my reality when I'm at home with the kids. It's about the routine. It's about every day you know you sort of have an idea of okay we're going to get up we're going to have breakfast we're going to do this you know this structure and this discipline in my in my life by virtue of having you know more than one kid um you've got to try somehow to to get some structure to it otherwise it just completely falls apart and you got to go to the grocery store and, and then the five-year-old's got you know swimming or whatever you've got to you've got to be able to to do that so um all that is just, as I said, uh, my life is a little bit different than yours in that regard. You guys are living in a very quick, um, fast-moving, fast-paced uh, world, and I'm not. My world is not like that. In, in a perfect world, can you see me? Like, would you have me leave my phone in this room? We're in the office right now. Would I leave the phone in the room and I would exit the office, and my brain would stop thinking about work, and the podcast I need to do or the mail or the expense report I need to send in or the website I need to launch and I would just be totally present while I'm outside the room like would you see it as almost a split personality would that be ideal to have a split personality well split anything doesn't usually sound good right if you're splitting and leaving something somewhere so I don't know if, if that um, split personality that concept works for me as well as the idea of saying I'm 100% in wherever I am. If I'm at work, I'm 100% at work. If I'm with you, I'm 100% with you. That, that, that type of thing. So I mean, you don't want 50-50. You want 100-100? Absolutely. I deserve 100. Don't I? <laughs> and he smiles and says nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that. You know, I remember um, one time before we had kids, you know, we were both working and I can't remember what we're working on. We had some kind of an RFP thing, like a request for a proposal that we we're working on. And it, it's stressful and you get involved and it's hard to disengage and de detangle yourself. And you and I were going to, um, we're going to Washington 
um, to see the orcas. But it's at Orcas Island, I, I think it was. And mm-hmm. you know, I kid you not, it took me like we were halfway there before I was finally able to let go of work. You know, my mind was so tied up, and the whole time I was talking to you, you were asking me questions. You, I think you thought I'd long moved on and kind of let go of it, but it's kind of in the background, was still there. Oh man, did I do this? Did I remember to do that? Oh, I supposed to do this. What can I do? You know, and it it kind of takes away. As I said again, I wasn't really present with you, whether you could tell or not, you know. And afterwards, when I finally decided, you know what, enough of this, I can't do anything about it, you know. We're on the road, um, there's just no way for me to VPN, whatever, you know, and, and to work. So I'm just gonna let it go. And then at that point, it was like, okay, so we're on vacation. We're gonna have a nice, relaxing weekend, that type of thing. That that that's what I'm talking about. The difference between me and someone else who's in software is that they have a commute. And I can literally, you know what I'm saying? I assume people decompress in the commute, they listen right. to the radio, and they come home slightly less stressed than they were, presumably. Mm-hmm. But I literally go through a, you know, I've got like a three-inch thick door here. I go in, and then boom, the kids are on us, and then it's like daddy mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a five-step commute, if that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I, I don't know. I mean, what is what is disconnecting look like? Well, I mean, it, you know, you're asking me. I'm, I'm interested in hearing what that looks like for well, you. Well, I don't know. If I knew the answer, I would uh, have fixed it. Yeah, well, I mean, it might mean that you come from the office and you go upstairs to a bedroom for 20 minutes or something. I, again, like meditate it, or something? Yeah, you know, or, or maybe you, you finish your work at 6 o'clock and you don't come out of your office until 6.15. I mean, right, I, right. I think it's going to depend, you know, it's going to be different things for different people. Remember, but, I'm an engineer, though. You just said something very simple. You spec'd it out for me. Oh, you work until 6, and then you'll come out of your office at 6.15, and of course, the what am I doing from 6.01 to 6.14.59? I mean, what... <laughs> Well, what, what are you doing when you're with us, but not really with us? Your body's with us, but your mind is not, right? You're thinking about things that you needed to do that you should have done. Maybe you sit down and you jot those things down. I mean, to me, it seems like when you are physically with us, but not mentally with us, you are thinking about maybe things you should have done, you know, need to do, or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're preparing for tomorrow or whatever. So use that time to do whatever else it is, right? So mm. when you come out, you can feel free to be with us. Maybe the act of conscious disconnection, like literally saying, okay, I'm going to disconnect now. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to be outside. You know what I'm saying? Like the actual consciousness of the disconnection as opposed to the dinner's ready and then the door flies open and then the children are in and then suddenly I'm ripped out of office mode and into daddy mode. Right, right. Which is probably a little jarring for you, I'm sure. I'm glad that you recognize that. That's like the first time. Do you, do you have any sympathy at all for the connected person di- becoming disconnected? I, I do. I mean, when, we're, when we're in the heat of the battle, lowercase b. And, and battle is such a harsh word. Yes. yes. When we're clashing, um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of sympathy for the disconnected person. I mean, you, you, the connected person, rather. You say, just turn it off. I mean, how hard is that? And again, we're not speaking of Twitter. I think what we're speaking of is work slash urgency addiction. Right, the classic Stephen Covey, I am addicted to those things that are urgent because I have not yet worked on those things that are important. Right, right. I was going to throw that out there. I know, you were going to get all MBA on me there. I was waiting to use that urgency addiction. Were you going for that? I'll let you use it if you want to. Oh, no, no, it's too late now. Do you think that's what it is? 
Right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I do. You, you are so constant and you're right to say that it's not just Twitter. It's Twitter. It's Facebook. It's, you know, everything else in between. What's this new thing that's like a, a mini um, uh, website you were talking about? Tumblr? Tumblr. You know, oh, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's all these things, right? You're constantly wanting to know well, what's going on. Some of that's work, but a lot of it's not. Well, what's going on? What am I missing out on? And again, I think part of it is to do with the nature of the of the industry that you're in. You know, I know that teachers, maybe as an example, are, um, I'm sure that there's some teachers that are connected, that are addicted, you know, have this urgency addiction that we're talking about. But I bet for the most part, your average music teacher is, is not sort of sitting there saying, let's develop, you know, what's new and fresh in the music world from when I got out of class to the next day that I'm in the morning. But the industry doesn't move that fast, as far as I know, anyway. You know, whereas you guys, it's entirely possible that when you go to bed and there's one thing, you wake up the next day and it's maybe not completely different, but something moves, come out. This is what's good about wives, because, like, I've... We've talked, you and I, nonstop, effectively for 10 years plus. And you know you've got a good wife or a good spouse if they can, like, blow your mind, change your perspective on something on a regular basis. And and then you just blew my mind. Our industry moves so fast, and we wake up on a random Tuesday, and something may have changed the industry entirely. And that's something I'm addicted to, and that's huge. But my five-year-old might wake up on a random Tuesday and have figured out how to write his name in cursive. Right. And it changes the industry. Right. It, it changes his life, for sure. Yeah. You blew my mind, dear. I'm let's, here for Let's you. get married. <laughs> okay. Oh, That's rock good. on. Yes, I've been, <laughs> re, kids. I've been re-upped for another season. <laughs> So Disneyland, we were in Disneyland yesterday. Yay. <laughs> and I made a conscious effort to disconnect. Even though I told you I was disconnecting, I formalized I am going to disconnect. And I said and I warned you that we would do a show about this and I would maybe record some snippets during the process as well. Right. How do you think the disconnecting went in Disneyland? And when did you start to realize I was disconnected? And did I succeed in this trip more than in previous trips? I think so, yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't see you. I just, for me, it's watching your fingers. Your fingers were still, you know, you weren't constantly typing at your phone and, you know, a, a keyboard or anything like that. I mean, I said, let's take the laptop and you said, no, let's leave it. That was the first sign, you know. You never go anywhere without your laptop or some kind of computer and you always have that stuff joined to you at the hip. So your willingness to let go is like, hey, this is really cool, you know. Um, and we, I, I'm trying to remember, I think one time I actually had to ask if you had your phone and you were like, no, nope, I left it. And it was like, wow, you know, it was surreal, right? You know, um, again, when's the last time you did that? So this, this is, this is so much a part of who you are. You know, it's for me, it's almost as if, you know, okay, I see Scott, I see his wedding ring, I see his phone and I see his computer or, you know, iPad, whatever it is that you're holding at the moment. So to actually have you not have that and have me be the one to ask you, where is it? You know, it was, it was great. It was, it was wonderful. I mean, it was such an awesome gift. You basically said, I'm going to go on vacation with Mo and the kids and we're going to have a good time and I'm going to be there. You know, and care less about, you know, letting the world know, hey, you know, we just saw Mickey. Hey, we just saw, you know, 
goofy or whatever it was. Um, that was that was awesome. The part I would like to make sure that you're clear on is that it's not easy. I mean, I think it's an addiction. It's an addiction like caffeine. Maybe not necessarily like heroin, but, but I definitely like caffeine. It, it's an addiction. For sure. Do you understand that it doesn't... You can't compare... You can't say, oh, you know, you don't, you don't love the boys or you don't appreciate the family or you don't whatever because you instinctively or habitually reach for your phone in your pocket and tweet something out. Like any more than a gambler can be said you don't love your kids because you're you're off pulling the one-armed bandit's arm you know what i'm saying i think it's an addiction like i said i'm not i'm not looking for sympathy as i'm looking for understanding that it's a process and it will always be a process well, like then- like you know, they, you know what they say about alcoholics there's no such thing as a cured alcoholic it's just that they haven't drunk in x number of days you know they mm-hmm. always say like oh yeah I've right been, I haven't drank in 50 years, right? That they're still an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Even if I never tweet again. Right. Like Rob quit Twitter last week. Did I tell you that? Crazy. How is Rob? I don't know. He's not on Twitter. I have no idea how he is. I have no way <laughs> to contact him. How, how is Rob's family? <laughs> I have no way to talk Thrilled, to him. Thrilled, I'm sure. I'm sure they're probably very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, so... It's a process. I could quit Twitter tomorrow and I would still think about it, I guess, in the sense of oversharing is part of my life. Remember that we're here doing a podcast. So when I say oversharing is part of my life, that shouldn't be a surprise. You're speaking into a spitfire. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I get that. Yeah. (laughs) I I guess, I mean, I I don't know enough to to be able to say definitively that, you know, it's an addiction in the most commonly understood uh, sense of the of the concept of addiction i mean but i guess you know um, if you really think you're an addict then seek help (laughs) right i mean what am i going to tell you here right put the computer down and focus on your kids or seek help there you have it i don't think it's that bad it's pretty bad sometimes is it really bad sometimes sometimes sometimes. not always not always again you know that's why i i bring it back to choice you you are implying that it's not a choice that you can't help yourself and if it really is that then you really do need to talk to a professional right if you if i say you i don't mean you literally i don't mean scott hansen but i mean if one cannot say i am going to let go of this now and make a a conscious choice Mm -hmm. to walk away i've tried a couple of techniques like i'll leave my phone in the trunk which means yes. no. I mean that's a good technique. It means the right. Bluetooth is there, so you can call me. Right. But the phone is not there. I can't be touched, unless I get out of the car. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. But, and then I've tried turning it on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Turn off the data. Right. Move Twitter off the first page. Right. Stuff like that. Right. Are those? I mean, are those like crutches? Is that just like when I switch to caffeine-free Diet Pepsi, where it's like, you know, you're still <laughs> right. sucking down Diet Pepsi, it's just caffeine-free now? <laughs> or is that is that real change? Well, I don't know. I mean, again, for me, it's about the, the, the mental stuff, right? You can put the computer away, but if you're still thinking about it, you may as well have it in your hand. So to the extent that your body's there, but your mind is not, you know, you just have an empty shell to work with in your brain.
Do I still get to have this job? <laughs> well, let's see. Will the bank accept love to pay the mortgage? Probably not. So yes, you get to still have no, the but job. But I mean, you know, we could, I could quit computers and I could be like a nurse or something. And we could, you know, the next time someone says, someone in the neighborhood says, can you, you know, fix my computer? Ed, come and edit my config sys. I'll just say, I, I don't know anything about computers. We could move to another neighborhood. No one knows I'm a computer person. I'll pretend that I don't know anything. And then the next time someone wants a video card swapped out, I'm just like, I don't know, man. That's really interesting. You know, buy a Mac. Buy a Mac. There you go. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, I, I think you love computers and you love technology and it's part of who you are, right? I don't think you have to choose between, say, family and friends and 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 computers or technology. I mean, you can have both. The thing is just balance, right? Just as with everything else, it's finding that balance and finding that point when, okay, it's my son's birthday right now. Maybe I will walk away from the office and be present for the party. And, you know, if I need to get back to it later, maybe then I'll get back to it later. But listen, I, I have a question for you. How, how was the whole... Um, being disengaged thing for you uh it was hard day three you fell asleep early the boys were out i was ah. sandwiched between two two toddlers here's, knocked here's out here's the confession right <laughs> what did you do <laughs> I, I i looked at the ipad and i thought about what would i do if i went online right you know mm -hmm. and I, I did send that one picture of us that I talked to you about. The way I did tweet that one picture of like, hey, here we're at Disneyland. Right. But that was, you know, that was it as far as the Disneyland related tweets. But then the question became, as I'm sitting there thinking about like, how can I get on, I can get online now, <laughs> uh, was like, well, why? And that I thought was really interesting. I thought it was almost like healing in the sense of, here's the opportunity to go online and do a bunch of stuff online. But I didn't really have anything to do. So it seems like the farther away you get, the less that you need it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm -hmm. I am a little sad. I haven't checked my personal email. I have that one that comes from my blog with questions. Right. So I feel bad. I mean, I do. That is in the back of my head that there are like 86 mails or whatever I'll find mm -hmm. from questions of people who want help. Right. Right. So what 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 was successful about this trip was it was a big trip. It was a long trip, and it's a long vacation. And I mentally prepared. So I need to figure out how Very to train cool. myself to disconnect in daily, less time. Daily. Right. Daily right. disconnection. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can write a book about it. Because I'm sure others are out there saying that. Uh, a book. And we put it on online. It would be an online ebook, And I'll have a Twitter <laughs> account. And then if I... <laughs> Very nice. We, we should wrap this up now and just promptly pick up the phone and check on Rob. Cause, we know, should call Rob to make he, sure he's okay. He may not be doing well. Because <laughs> I know we can't tweet him. Yeah, right. All right. Very cool. <laughs> right here. All's good. Twitter's off. No chirping in my ears. Dear precious one, I'm not afraid because it's you. The ICU is a cocoon to become a butterfly. It's just like you to do this to this magnitude. To wake us up. Scott, sounds like Disneyland was a success. Absolutely. Uh, it's. I think a fantasy world is the first place that someone should go when they're trying to get out of a fantasy world, like Absolutely. online. Well, it's nice of you guys to worry about me too. You know, I was going to suggest after hearing you talk with Mo, you know, you could just leave Twitter in the trunk too. Just turn it right off. <laughs> I am totally going to tweet that right now. 
<laughs> I bet you are. Well, seriously, this this episode meant a lot to me um, uh, for a lot of reasons. And uh, from me to you, all of our listeners, I just want to wish you a happy holidays. Disconnect. Take some time with friends and family. Same to you, Scott. You and your family. Happy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye bye. I'd like to thank Twilio, T W I L I O, Twilio.com, and Sublime SVN for sponsoring this episode of This Developer's Life. I'd also like to thank you, the listener, for listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you.